It's Saturday, November 26th, and we're back on Texas Rangers with the boys with a little DH talk. We're going to talk about what the Rangers have, what the Rangers have in their farm system, what's out there on the market that looks enticing, and we may just get into a little Black Friday talk. You never know what's going to happen on Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome, everybody, to the Texas Rangers with the boys podcast. This is your co-host, YBK, your boy Kev, out here. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin Lee Frazier. And right now I am joined with the man, the myth, the legend, the beard that never ends, the 300-pound animal. Bull, how you doing and where can they find you on socials, brother? Well, I'm doing pretty good this morning. Uh, I think I finally caught up from all the food that I ate on Thursday. So I'm back to... I'm back down to 300 pounds again. Um, you can you can find me on Twitter at uh, 300 pound, or I'm I'm sorry at Manimal. You can find me on Instagram at Manimal 300. And remember Facebook for the people more our age, our speed, Bull Pro. And uh, uh, just want to say, uh, sorry we didn't make it to podcast yesterday. Black Friday gave us a little bit of a uh, a rough a swing. Ball? Yeah, we couldn't a get our ball? schedules. <laughs> we couldn't quite get our schedules together to get one done yesterday. So we thought we'd take a little time out this this Saturday morning and uh, talk DH with everybody. Well, and it's funny because there's a lot going on in the world of sports, but there's not a whole lot going on with the Texas Rangers. Not um, just yet. <laughs> I mean, you got the World Cup going on. My My Wolverines play Ohio State today. Uh, you know, basketball is in full swing, but right now in baseball, we're talking free agents, who's out there, uh, filling these 40 man rosters and you know, who's going to, who's going to spring training. And before you know it, bro, it's going to be February and we're going to be right. Baseball is going to be right around the corner. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're, we're marketing, we're counting it down. I mean, February, February 14th or 15th when pitchers and catchers, uh, show up for spring training can't get here fast enough yeah i'm pumped about it so uh today we've got uh we're, we're kind of getting back on our little track here of just kind of going over every position talking about what we got uh talking about what's already at what's out there um and also talking about uh the farm which is part of the talking about what we got um so bull why don't we like kick it off just talking about who we have right now at the major league level for dhs i'm actually gonna let you start this section off because there's a there's a specific guy that plays dh for the texas rangers right now that you feel like shouldn't be on this squad and might be worth a classic bull uh groan we like to groan and grunt here on this show Ugh, oh we're talking <laughs> we're talking uh, brad miller right brad miller is one of the <laughs> dh's committed to this club or at least they have four million dollars committed to him one way or the other i guess I don't know. I don't know that they're going to pay him all that up front and get rid of him, or if they they have plans of carrying Brad Miller through the season. But Brad Miller is a guy that last year they gave two years to because I think they thought they could fix it. I think they thought that his pop was going to be enough to give them something significant from maybe possibly third base or left field last year because you know they were still a little ways away on prospects on those two positions 
and um, and really he kind of just stayed on the IL and stayed in the hundreds when it came to batting. So you know, there wasn't a ton. There wasn't a ton to be you know looking forward to this year on Brad Miller still being with the club. But he still may be a forty-man casualty at some point, depending on what they spend. I mean, in the in the uh, off season. So if they go out and get a free agent, he may be he may be one of those first guys that uh, falls off the forty-man. But again, I mean, he may be one of those guys that uh, that hangs around just because he's a veteran leadership type of guy. And, um, but I don't know. I just I really don't know. I mean, again, when we talk about it, where uh, last year when Corey Seager broke the uh, all-time left-handed home runs by a shortstop record, I mean, he broke Brad Miller's record. So, I mean, Brad Miller used to have some pop. So, I'm not 100% sure what their ideas are with Brad Miller just yet. But right as of right now, he's probably the left-handed platoon at the DH position. And uh, that right-handed platoon is probably, if if I had to guess right now, it's probably going to be Mitch Garver. Well, let's just get a just a, a just a moment of of groaning for Brad Miller. Oh, ugh. Ugh. oh God. Ugh. Mm. So, so actually, one cool thing about our show today is we actually have a third co-host with us today um, in his. Michigan University of Michigan onesie uh, is my son Poor Baron kid. Hunter. Yeah, Baron Hunter Frazier with a big with a big maze M right on his chest. And he's even got a Michigan bib. Um, so we're ready for the game. Uh, I, uh, but... <laughs> just real quick before we we get any further, I just want the fans of the show to know that anything that I had decided to send to Baron that wasn't um, the Texas Rangers or the Dallas Mavericks was vetoed, so he could be wearing a big giant orange eye right now on his uh, for for the Lion Eye, but instead he's got a root for Michigan. <laughs> well, hey, listen, his Texas Rangers T-shirt with a dinosaur on it couldn't be more perfect. But I'm sorry, I you know, like I told you and I told my sister, my sister's an Ohio State fan. I'm like. Hey, you can send me as much Illinois and Ohio State stuff that you want because we need plenty of things to wipe his butt with. But uh, he ain't wearing that stuff. <laughs> Awful. Awful. That but, kid's going to have no sports palette just like his old man. But, so, but Baron and I both are kind of, you know, down on the Brad Miller thing. Um, and, and, again, you know, one of the things, Bull, that I, that I feel like needs to be addressed here, too, when it comes to the Rangers – this team and where we're going is that they've got a big brand new stadium and there's a lot of seats in that stadium. It's the newest stadium in major league baseball. And one of the things that we both talk about all the time is this is a business. And part of the business is TV ratings and filling up that ballpark and the reclamation projects and the taking the chances on these guys, the ones that hit like Hunter Pence and those kind of guys, they're great but they're not putting butts in seats. I know we both know that wins put butts in seats, but the reality is if wins were putting butts in seats, then Tampa Bay Devil Rays would have, or the Tampa Bay Rays would have a lot more sellouts. Um, 
You got to have you got you got to have celebrities. You got to have players that people know their name that draw a house as we like to say in wrestling. You do that by getting big name pitching because big name pitching every 5 days you can guarantee a sellout or nearly a sellout, but also having or guys at least in some your fans lineup. there. Right. Well, exactly. And then having guys in your lineup that draw fans as well. And that's why, you know, sometimes if you'll hear me and I'm a fan of a guy and you're like, why is Kevin liking this guy? It's not just because of their skills on the field, but because they may carry a little bit of that character, you know, that, that kind of lovability, that kind of guy that, you know, everybody wants to have a couple of those guys on their team, whether you're talking about for going for championships, but also just for the sake of like character and having some personality. And that's why I think the Rangers need to be get, get pretty serious about considering getting some frontline free agents uh, here peppered throughout this lineup, not just a bunch of reclamation projects so they can get a nice little ROI. You'll get a better ROI with a banner at the top of that, at the top of that new stadium than you will, you know, taking a, taking a flyer on, you know, Jed Lowry. You know, <laughs> well, I'd, I'd certainly hope that a banner brings more to the ballpark than Jed Lowry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I still think that they're, I still think they have some spending to do this offseason. And we talked about this last year whenever, whenever John Gray was the only pitcher that was brought on last year, was that, I mean, they spent their money in different places last year because it was a, it was kind of like one of those years where they had the money to spend and those players were there. And Mm -hmm. whether it be Corey Seager, whether it be Carlos Correa, whether it be Marcus Simeon, whether somehow they ended up bringing two of those shortstops that were heavily, heavily talked about on board. And so when, when that came across, you know, like the idea of, of spending top money on pitching, that year what kind of went out the window and there wasn't there was there was pitching don't get me wrong there was there was good pitching on the market last year but there wasn't that top of the rotation guy that like this year with DeGrom and Verlander but you know Rondon has kind of turned into one of those guys even since last year's offseason he's probably thought of better this year than he was last year when he got a, a couple of years from San Francisco with an opt-out right after the the first one. And again, last year was a, a total anomaly year with the lockout and with the, with the owners not being, not being happy with the idea that the, the major league baseball players wanted some of their fair share. And, uh, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's owners in every sport, right? Every sport, the owners want to get over, you know, that's part of it. Yeah, if, the, if the owners aren't over, you know, then, then, you know, we'll, the we don't have stadiums don't get to, to go get to. Over. Yeah, I yeah. So, yeah. I mean, not to, not to say that I'm not for the players, and I'm not. I mean, I'm 100 percent on the players' side on most of the most of the topics. That the only one I don't like is, for the love of God, take that second runner off the second base in the in the extra innings. Oh my goodness! Now, whose idea was that? That's that's my coffee getting ready to brew. Oh, is that, that what that, that was? I, yeah, yeah. I that wasn't that my baby. Was, I thought that was Baron. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no. I, I can't. I didn't even. I don't know if I heard the question even. <laughs> no, but we I, I, we all lost. We all lost our train of thought. But you were saying we were just talking about that runner on second base and whose oh. idea that was, and so on and so forth. No, I think it was an idea to speed games up, but 
I mean, really, let's be honest. Uh, the one thing that they never broach when they talk about speeding games up is that two and a half minute break in between half at each half inning. Oh my gosh, dude! That's the like, only games thing are they longer don't ever now. Up. Well, games. Are, well, yeah, you got to get those commercials. But games are longer now than they've ever been. Like that's the crazy part. The games are not getting shorter. So I don't know what Major League Baseball. I like the pitch count, the pitch clock thing. I think that's kind of cool. Um, we'll see if that because it it has it has sped up minor league games a little bit. Um, most minor league games are in and under three hours now for sure. So maybe the pitch clock will help. But all I really think on that extra innings man on first base is is if you can put fundamental baseball together, you can get one run. Yeah, yeah. And you know, what we find out a lot of times is that a lot of these teams can't put together fundamental baseball to yeah. get the one run. Yeah. Right. The Rangers, well, for sure. The Rangers struggled with that <laughs> all over the place last year. They'd have opportunities where they shut them down in the top half of that inning to close it out, and they couldn't get the guy home from second. So they had a lot of situations like that last year. I thought that, they, that their baseball just wasn't – just. It wasn't up to up to snuff a lot of times. Whenever it came to doing things right, well, and I think maybe that we've 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 actually organically created a subject maybe uh, for one of our shows is just to talk about how we feel about the rule changes and how it's going to affect the game. But I want to segue into we talked about who we think is going to be the DHs at length on the on the roster, but what about what's in the farm system like? Who who do you like right now? Is there is there like let's just say, Brad Miller's just you know stinking it up and they they what do they option him and you know whatever, and this is at the point where all the free let's say they try to roll with Brad Miller and this is at the point where there's no really good free agents to sign they're gonna have to figure it out within the system. Who do you think uh, could be? I, I mean I got a couple of guys that we've already talked about, but that could be somebody they could bring up from the farm that could fill that role and actually do it well. Well, I think uh, we we've talked about him before on here as a guy that is going to be um, one of those guys um, is Blaine Krim. Blaine Krim, all he's all he's done yep. in professional baseball and really college baseball, uh, his whole life, all he's ever done is hit. I mean, the guy hits. He he gets he he hits and he hits gaps and he has some power. So I just don't uh, – he's one of those guys that I believe that will probably be in the big leagues at some point swinging a baseball bat. Okay, uh, so – I don't know. I still don't know what position he's going to play. And and he kind of like – maybe it breaks right for him by this DH opening up a little bit. Um, but he's one of those guys that I feel like is probably the closest thing they have to uh, – a ready hitter that can step in and be a DH and another guy that we've talked about him at a little bit of depth that I don't know that he would be right away, but maybe June or July when it's getting, you know, if he's, if he's still here is Justin Foscue. I mean, he's a guy that hits, he's a guy that uh, he's kind of blocked major league level, you know, but he can play a little second, can play a little third. I don't think he can play short, but he could probably play a little first base too. And he kind of seems like a guy that 
Um, they like his bat a lot more than anything else. Um, so he could possibly be a guy that they use in just a, a, a DH role. And they've got a couple other guys that have uh, – uh, Davis Wenzel can hit a little bit. He uh, he was the co-Big 12 hitter of the year or offensive player of the year with Josh Young back in, I guess it was 17 or whatever year before they, they drafted him. And uh, he's he's another one of those guys. He hits a little bit. Um, he could play some positions, like he could play all the infield positions, but he doesn't play any position real well. But he can play a little bit everywhere, and he can hit. And but he didn't hit last year, so the but he spent a lot of time off and on on the uh, on the DL or IL. Um, okay. And and then from there, I mean the same old names that we kind of talked about a little bit. Uh, maybe Dustin Harris because he could play some positions too, might get some swings at the DH role. But you know how it is in the minor leagues. I mean, nobody's really a DH down there. They kind of like whoever needs some swings that day, DHs. So you don't really know kind of like who's, who's developing that way. And you're not trying to develop DHs. You're trying to develop guys that are, that can play a whole bunch of positions and, uh, or right. or at least one really well. Yeah. So those and, and are I'm, some guys that okay. I would say that are kind of like on that uh, that are kind of like on that radar to DH a little bit here in the big leagues next year. But I wouldn't be a hundred percent certain that any of them would. Well, I'm gonna say I throw my favorite name out there that I still think he's a guy that we should at least think about in this in this situation, and that's uh, my mascot. The five foot two, two hundred eighty pound catcher, Yahil Pozo, because I feel like the guy can hit, but. and I'd love to see him. But 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 but, and I know we all yeah, not many people think that that uh, I'm right on that, and that's okay. But the other thing I pull I pulled up uh, Blaine Krim's batting splits, and right now, like last year, he hit three ninety against left handed pitching, so. Yeah, he scorches them. 390 against lefties. So, might be a, a great option for uh, uh, going up against left-handed uh, pitchers. Uh, so, you know, it's crazy to me the, the, the amount of depth that you uh, you know about the about the farm system. And for me, it's like every time we do these shows, I, I'm learning something new. But um, let's talk about the free agents. Because I, I think there's a couple of free agents on here that I really like. Like, like I think they could, like, come into Texas, could, they could actually really impact the lineup. Um, and those names that, that come right off the top to me, and obviously we talked a little bit about Mancini earlier, but there's three names that I'm interested in, and then one wild card. J.D. Martinez, we talked about him early in the year. Michael Brantley. Nelson Cruz, and then my wild card, my mascot. Again, I, I like these kind of guys. Luke, Luke, trot, best home run trot in baseball, Voight. So okay. let's talk about these guys. Voight being a, a former St. Louis Cardinal. So I, I figure you might have a special place in your heart for him. But what do you think about not only – and also let's talk about, too, that I feel like the Rangers lost out 
uh, on Santana. But go, I ready, really, set, go. I really like Michael Brantley. Um, yep. He's one of those guys that he's just a big league hitter, like we talk about. You know, he's just a professional hitter. And he can probably still play a little bit of outfield if you needed him to, um, to spell somebody. So I, I, I like Michael Brantley. I think you could probably get Michael Brantley on a, a friendly friendly year to two-year deal. Um, who were some of those other guys you said? I kind of stopped and my brain stopped when you said Michael Brantley. <laughs> Michael Brantley, J.D. Martinez, Nelly Cruz, who I, who I still think has got something to prove. Cruz with something to prove. And then the wild card, the the mascot, the guy I would love to see us take a flyer on just to see because he does have some upside, and that's Luke Voigt. And he's got a great home run trot. Well, I don't think that uh, I don't think that Luke Voigt is a bad player. I think he. Uh, I, I I don't think San Diego wanted to get rid of him last year. I, I think they wanted to keep him around to, to be in the lineup, but they they got no trade clause in the middle of things. So they had to make something happen for Washington. Um, uh, Nelly Cruz. I I mean, he still hits, right? I mean, he's still a big league hitter. And and if he wants to play another year, someone's going to give him a little bit of money. Someone's going to give him some money to play. Well, I had ulterior motive with all of these guys because every single one of these guys to me is also a draw for the fans. Like, these are guys that people will come to the stadium and want to see. Nelly Cruz, because he's an old ranger, he, he harkens back to the, the glory days. Do, do, people, do people in Texas harbor ill will towards Nelly Cruz? Well, what, what a great opportunity for him to get the monkey off his back. I mean, there's, it's just this is intriguing stuff, and this is what gets people to come to the games. This is what gets coverage. I can uh, see that. Yeah, it's just interesting. I, Luke Voigt, I bring up Luke Voigt because, number one, he's got the upside. What I'll definitely say about all of those guys is every one of those guys that you mentioned is a much better option than Brad Miller. Oh. Oh. Mm. Yeah, see, it, it oh. follows him around. Like, every time the word oh. Brad Miller is used oh. in my presence, oh. it just goes straight to, ugh. Oh, my, I'm yeah. grabbing my stomach right now. Oh. Yeah, what like – like, You can't do up. that to me. You know, it's, it's early in the morning, man. I haven't eaten yet. I may just – I may not be able to make the rest of the show the way we talk about Brad Miller. Well, but what about J.D. Martinez? He's another one that is interesting to me because he's, he's darn near won a triple crown at one point. At um, the right price. He's older. He, he had a, a little bit of a down year last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the right price, I, I mean, I'd be interested. Like I said, I mean, any of these guys are better than, than uh, Brad Miller, any of them. Well, and I think again, it puts it puts you in a position where, if you know you've got your Blaine Crims, who you know still can be a guy that comes in and gets some at bats. I mean, oh, yeah, still yeah. go out there and hit hit against some lefties every well, now and again, then. To... I don't know that that Blaine Crim like I ideally they want him to start the season at AAA because he only had about a quarter of a season there last year. Yeah, if that much. I mean, I so I think that. Uh, Ideally, Blaine Krim starts the season next year in AAA and, and hopefully hits 390 against lefties again. So, yep. you know, when Mitch Garver gets hurt or when they're sick of harboring Brad Miller on the, on the you know, like <laughs> that could be a possibility. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, because they I have mean, some certains in their lineup right now, like Mitch Garver is going to get hurt, and I mean, so they have some certains. <laughs> Corey Seager and 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 Marcus Simeon are both going to be up there in the top of the lineup somewhere, and Mitch Garver is going to hit or get hurt. That's like those are the those are <laughs> yeah, the sure the four sure things that are going to happen to the yeah. Rangers squad this year. <laughs> Yeah, Garvin's either going to hit or get hurt. I, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Like, there's there's no in-between for that guy, right? I mean, like, he's either going to hit or he's going to get hurt. <laughs> well, my man, I, I don't know if we've got any more um, to go on this. I, I would say if I were to say where I'm leaning, what I'm, what I'm leaning towards, obviously, you know, I don't trust Mitch Garver. Uh, you know, we've neither one of us are – you know, huge Brad Miller fans, as as the show will probably continue to find out. I mean, rightfully um, so to both of those questions, though. Right, right. And then I think – I don't think – I think we're both agree that it's – there's really not – I don't think it's time to bring up one of these minor leaguers and put that kind of – put that kind of pressure on them role-wise. Um, so, to me, it really seems like – that it would be smart if the Rangers are talking about being competitive this year and really about maybe selling some tickets that they really consider, you know, bringing in a DH and or a catcher or a first baseman to DH that can play both, do both things. Um, and a lot of those things we've, we've covered a lot of names out here. Well, and, and, and you know, we still didn't, there. and we still didn't talk about one of the guys that, that may be the type of dude that fills in to be their DH this year is Sam Huff. Right. We did you talk know, we a did. little bit about him during the catching. Yeah. We, we talk well, we today. talked about him during catching and first base. So he yeah. kind of like, you know, but to continue on, those are the three spots that if he's going to play in the big leagues, that's one of the spots it's going to be. It's going to be catcher, first base or DH. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I, I would love that, though. Like, I would love for Sam Huff to win a job in the MLB just because he's a, one of those guys, anybody who can hit 500-foot homers, who's got, you know, the bright red beard, you know, he's a he's one of those guys. He's a likable guy. He's a guy that I think if he, you know, started to play well, he could definitely be one of those and kind of guys that the fans love. And Ranger fans have been hearing about him for a lot of years now. Right. I, I mean, because right. he was up in 2020, but they were hearing about the power in 2019. So we're talking about now it's been four years where mm-hmm. we've been talking about this guy and we've seen him at the big leagues a little bit. And I mean, last year to start the season, there was a lot to like about him because he was, he was, he was making enough contact to stay in the lineup. And, uh, and, you know, a couple adjustments happened and, and it wasn't really, you know, it didn't really bode well for him, but once he, you know, like, I just think he's one of those guys that at some point it's going to all come together for him. And I don't know if he makes enough contact to, to hit in the DH first base role, but that's just something we got to find out. Right. I mean, we got to find that out and give him an extended amount of at bats to find, figure it out. Well, now it's either now or never. Yeah, and I would. You don't want to wait another year on this guy. No, well, you don't have. You got options this year. After this year, if you want to send him back down, you got to designate him, and he won't be there whenever it's over. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think this is 
Sam Huff's year. And, and I would love to watch – again, you know, I'm a big fan of letting the young guys play, and I'd love to let this guy try to try to earn an everyday job with the Texas Rangers this year. Um, I'm all for that. If they go with that over signing a free agent, I'm all for it. Like, all for it because that's part of – that's just part of building a great team. The great teams like the Astros do that all the time. Well, and again and- – this isn't. This is the year that the that we've talked about for a couple of years now, where the Rangers are supposed to turn that corner. Everybody yeah. thought last year was going to be that year, just because they went out and spent a lot of money, but they didn't spend money in spots that win ball games. They they spent money to st- stabilize their lineup to get it to a spot where they can spend money in the right on starting pitching. Well, and and like you said, you said this a lot last year is, and we, we deal with this a lot being Mavericks fans. Like they needed something to draw pitchers and, and other free agents to actually want to come play in Texas because a lot of these veteran guys are looking for a ring or looking to be competitive. And they're not just going to jump ship over to Texas on hope. Hope is not how you run a business. You know, they they need to see some, and I want to say that, like, in the last couple of years since since they started spending money last year and this year, I want to say that what they've done so far has has given free agents an eye for what Texas is doing. And then I think what they do this year will make Texas a destination for next year. I agree. I, this is we, – we've got all of our eggs in this basket this year because if it doesn't happen this year – we're both looking at each other next year going, where are, where are we going and what are we doing? Yeah, I so. think, so. Uh, but I think, I, I think they're on the right path. And, and the only thing that's really going to hurt them any more than like what I think will hurt them the most will just be if guys pass on them, you know, like yeah. if they can't get them in town and, and, but I think there's, there's or, ideas for that if it doesn't work that way too. Or, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put on my negative Nancy hat here, but I don't care because this happens with the Rangers or they lowball guys. They don't go out and show financial commitment. Like, like if they show the kind of commitment to pitching free agent pitchers that they showed to Seager and Simeon, people will come. Yeah. Will I come. agree. I agree because there's there is no come. stigma. There's no, we got to pitch in a hundred degree weather. Most of the summer that, mm-hmm. that stuff is all gone now. Yep. So a competitive yep. offer will get you a, a starting pitcher now. Yeah, and sometimes when you're that team that isn't winning every year, you don't have the advantage that some of those other teams do, and you gotta you gotta give a you gotta pay a little more. That's just part of the deal. Well, and I when think few- that was. I mean, I think the, I thought that was very well chronicled last year with Seager and Simeon. Yep, you got to put some banners up uh, year after year before these guys are going to give you any kind of discount to come play for your team because they want to be part of your culture. I thought it was such a weird thing in 2017 to just take the foot completely off the gas. Yeah. I thought that was completely the wrong time to do it. I mean, they, they had, they had young guys that they were developing and I feel like the development from 16 to 17, it, it really, it really, stumbled because those guys weren't playing for anything anymore right well bull it's uh this show was a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be always fun hanging out with you but didn't know we'd have this much content plus we found some other some other gems that maybe we can uh we can kind of uh dig into a little bit more in some future episodes um i'm getting ready getting
getting everything set up for this big ball game that's coming up here at 12 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Central time. Um, but buddy, let's uh, let's close it out and tell everybody. Uh, you know, just want to tell everybody thanks for stopping by. Uh, this has been the Texas Rangers podcast, Texas Rangers with the Boys podcast. Uh, my name's Kevin. I just want to thank you guys for coming out. Bull, why don't you close us close us out? Take us take it home, brother, like you always do. Just again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and um, you know we we do this because it's fun for us, not because um, the Texas Rangers ask us to. You know, so we just we do it for our fun and our own benefit of just ha- being able to keep in touch with each other and uh you know with it being thanksgiving i just want to tell you guys that i'm thankful for y'all i'm thankful for kevin and i'm thankful for uh the texas rangers and uh we just uh we'll just have to get back on the horse monday night and hopefully we'll have some uh good stuff to talk about awesome hey thanks bull thanks everybody again i'm thankful for you guys this is uh the texas rangers with the boys podcast 